Uh, yes, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of Facts versus Rhetoric. Thank you very much for joining us today. I'd like to thank everyone that listened to the last series of Crossing the Pacific. I needed to take a break from the craziness of this world for a minute because it was getting a little, little much. But we're back, and how fitting that it's October 12th, which is International Moment of Frustration Scream Day. So this is uh, pretty much seems to be every day of my life where the frustration that is inside my head needs to come out, and that's why we do this podcast. On September 30th, the state of California passed Assembly Bill 2098, signed into law by Governor Gavin Newsom. So this bill, AB 2098, defines misinformation as false information that is contradicted by contemporary scientific consensus, contrary to the standard of care, and misinformation that the licensee, meaning the doctor, deliberately disseminates with malicious intent or an intent to mislead. And Governor Newsom said this law applies only to physician speech with patients during discussions directly related to COVID-19 treatment. Jesus. All right, so where to begin? I guess first and foremost, we the people need to understand how dangerous any bill that limits any speech in any way is. Okay, we've covered this many times in our new era of state-sponsored censorship, which is a little fascist, but seriously, I hope everyone listening is bobbing their heads in agreement, and I'm just beating a dead horse here. Like, is there anyone out there that believes any form of censorship of speech is okay? You know, just asking for a friend. As long as you don't break a law, you need to be able to have freedom of speech. We've covered projection a lot. Projection is that process of displacing one's feelings onto a different person or an object, right? This term is most commonly used to describe defensive projection. When you attribute your own unacceptable urges and you put them onto another. And this is very important to identify because we have many news pundits, influencers, and politicians projecting their asses off over democracy, Right? How many times have you heard the threat to democracy? It's a threat to democracy. You hear that enough times about January 6th or name your event, right? Where they want to squash any opposing views on. And you start to believe that there is a threat to democracy. When in reality, the silencing of dissenting voices is the number one real threat to any real functioning democracy, your freedom, and your liberty. All of the examples of threats to democracy are actually examples of free speech in actual democracy. But since they can't be against those two ideas, they use them as kind of a shield of projection to silence their opponents. This is the new information battlefield we find ourselves on. You just accuse the other side of the exact thing that you're doing to absolutely slow any discussion on the topic down and to squash it. If we cannot see how dangerous this is, then maybe our republic is doomed. I, I don't know. I mean, lawmakers in California and their citizens think it's okay to interfere with a doctor-patient relationship. And remember, it's not 
all doctors they want to punish or scare into compliance. This is only targeting the doctors that threaten the safe and effective narrative of the COVID response. And that's just what they say. I mean, anytime you have a law with language that revolves around intent, that's un undefinable. That is so vague. How, how do you know the intent? Disseminated with malicious intent or an intent to mislead. How the fuck can you get in someone's head and know that their intent was to mislead? Maybe their intent was to help you. Maybe they believe that. But you see the point? You're making politicians, judges, you're making these people have to get inside of the heads of people and work on intent and the thought police. This is so dangerous. That's why we talk about it all the time, because you cannot do that. These types of law have no place in our society. They are unenforceable, fairly. I mean, yeah, I get it. They give the people the power to shut down the opposition. It's very effective that way, but it's not good for humanity. It's not good for you. I mean, this has to be the most anti-science piece of legislation ever passed in my lifetime. So AB 2098 was introduced in mid-February by California Assembly member Evan Lowe. So make sure you write Evan a nice thank you letter. He was one of seven Democratic lawmakers who in January formed the Vaccine Work Group to develop legislation promoting the use of the COVID-19 vaccines while battling misinformation. So right off the bat, you got these seven... Democratic lawmakers who formed this group to fight misinformation while promoting vaccines. Again, promoting vaccines with zero fucking evidence they work, zero evidence they're safe. They're just going fucking full bore, full speed ahead. So bad idea number one. Remember what we said about bad ideas? Anything downstream of that original bad idea that's based in falsehood is going to be a fucking disaster. And that's what this is. Why are Democratic lawmakers promoting a vaccine? Why is any lawmaker promoting a vaccine? Think about that. Before this, no one was supposed to promote a vaccine. There was supposed to be informed consent. You laid out the facts and the people made up their own minds because everyone's different. So you can't have a blanket statement where everyone should get a vaccine regardless of your, I don't know, sex, age, health concerns, hereditary history, like all that shit that goes into complex systems, like in the real world, which we live in. I don't know. I hope I just seriously hope this sounds as fucking crazy to you guys as it does to me. So these seven de Democratic lawmakers in January formed this vaccine work group to force everyone to get vaccines while battling misinformation. The American Medical Association, they jump on board because they strongly support the bill and they hope other states will follow suit in, you know, ensuring that the licensing boards have the authority to take disciplinary action against health professionals for spreading health-related disinformation. Again, what is disinformation? Who is judging what is health-related disinformation? You're going to have non-health-related professionals deciding what is health-related disinformation? What are, what are we doing here? So the American Medical Association wants to make sure that the licensing boards have the authority to take disciplinary actions against doctors who break their fucking rules. Dangerous. And forget about the COVID thing for a second, because this is what happens, right? They introduce it on the crazy scenario here, but then it'll be applied 
to anything they want to apply it to. Because once you let the camel's nose under the tent, you're fucked. Now you have a politician in between you and your doctor. So, t- I mean, take COVID out of it. Do you want somebody in between you and the person that you're trusting to look out for your best interest, threatening them on what they can and can't say? What if you are a textbook case of somebody who should not get whatever they're trying to sell you? What if that doctor knows it will harm you if you're, you're at greater risk of something because of your history? They can't say it because they'll risk, they're not going to risk their licenses to be a good doctor. All the doctors and nurses with integrity have fucking quit. 30% of doctors and nurses have left this profession as a result of the insanity that has taken place over people getting in between the patient and the care that they need, the care that's right for them, even if it's not what they say you should do. Do no harm. That's the oath that the medical professionals took. So all the ones that really have integrity and subscribe to that have either left the profession or are fighting for their licenses, fighting to keep their platforms on social media, fighting for you because they give a shit about you. So you want to introduce more legislation to make the good guys fucking leave or get their licenses suspended because they're trying to do what's in your best interest. Because remember... It would have been way easier for them just to recommend the vaccine, push you down the same road everyone was pushing you down, and there's no risk there. You have the safety of the herd. You have the safety of the mainstream media. You have the safety blanket of the scientific consensus, which is the biggest load of horseshit I've ever heard. They didn't take the easy way. They took the road that led them to a difficult position where they had to say something because it was the right thing to say, not because... They were told they had to say it. Those are the people you should fucking trust, in my opinion, but whatever. But that's who we're going after now. And thankfully, we have two doctors that became the first to file a federal lawsuit to stop this bill. Dr. Mark McDonald, a Los Angeles psychiatrist, and Dr. Jeff Barkey, an Orange County primary care physician and one of the founding members of the American Frontline Doctors, filed the complaint in the U.S. District Court for the Central District of California. And this lawsuit names 12 members of the Medical Boards of California and the California Attorney General Robert Bonta. So thank God we have courageous doctors that will not be pushed into the shadows and silence because they don't agree with this kind of shit. So doctors McDonald and Barkey alleged that AB 2098 violates the First Amendment, der, imposes, quote, government-approved orthodoxy, and it's at odds with the scientific method itself. Well, no shit. You do not, I mean, you do not want the thought police, and you sure as hell don't want politics affecting science. Okay, we just witnessed two and a half years of that. And now that they cannot hide what a colossal and tragic mistake that was, you know, hopefully people will start to learn their lesson. But since censorship is preventing John Q. Public from connecting the dots, you know, that's why we still need to talk about this and raise the alarm. And the mainstream media is only going to tell you what they need you to know to keep buying their products or buying their narrative. They're safe and effective vaccines. Get your booster. Support Ukraine. Right. The lengths that the establishment goes to keep you misinformed and then have the balls to preach about misinformation. It's like the projection on the biggest scale. It's so it's so obvious. All right. Just think about this. If we created SARS-CoV-2 in a lab, 
right? We were messing around with gain of function when we weren't supposed to be, right? And it got out. What, what would a politician do? You know, would they tell the truth, accept responsibility, you know, ending their career in shame and possibly jail or lie like all politicians do and then turn it into an opportunity to enrich their donors who stand to benefit from their policies, right? Maybe their policies of lockdowns. Did that help the people? Well, Amazon sales increased 37.6% in 2020. They had over $386 billion in sales while 44% of small businesses closed in April of 2020. Over 9.4 million small businesses closed because of the government lockdowns and health policies enacted for our own safety. Our medical care was hijacked by policymakers. All of a sudden, we had this one-size-fits-all solution to a complex problem. The politicians, the mainstream media, and the majority of doctors and nurses went all in on these vaccines without any evidence that they worked, without any evidence that they were safe. And now, every day that goes by, you're seeing the truth come out. Are we going to get a mea culpa from all those who were wrong and have blood on their hands and who are hiding behind the censorship and supporting these bills that will criminalize any opposition? Again, would a politician tell the truth and accept responsibility? Or would they lie and double down on censorship and discrediting the facts to save their own ass? So getting back to the lawsuit, a couple of the points that these two doctors make is you know, disagreement is an integral part to the process of medical science, right? A value that cannot be served by using the power of the state to punish those who dissent from the official narrative. And this is particularly objectionable in the context of a new disease like COVID. Think of this, like the, these opinions and the guidance, they changed. They adjusted as new information is learned. So all the stuff in the beginning that they classified as misinformation proved to be fucking true. So maybe we shouldn't have these rules and laws about new novel fucking things that we don't know anything about. At the beginning of the pandemic, public health authorities insisted that the public not wear masks, right? They had no, not, no benefit. Those should be reserved for frontline medical professionals only. And then that was replaced with, hey, everyone should wear a mask. You know, schools were closed in the face of fear that the disease would spread, spread among the children and they're too young to adhere to quarantine protocols. Turned out the young were at the least risk of all of us. And those school closures and all that bullshit are harmful for their development. They're screwed because of that. You know, reasonable minds disagree then and continue to disagree now about any number of topics on anything. But the search for truth cannot be furthered by a government fucking policy, rule, law, imposing orthodoxy from above, right? And punishing those who disagree with it and they lose their profession and their livelihood. You know, this lawsuit also alleges that the bill intrudes into the privacy of the doctor-patient relationship by replacing the medical judgment of the government for that of the licensed professional. Government has no place in medical care and they have no place in determining what speech is acceptable and they have no place in determining what speech is misinformation, right? As I said a million times, misinformation, when you hear that word, think of difference of opinion. I mean, do you need any more examples of something that was characterized as misinformation but was proven not to be? Like, I don't know, lab leak theory, vaccine, adverse events, ivermectin, hydroxychloroquine being dangerous, hospital paid for COVID cases and treatment, the NIH officials profiting off of drug patents and licenses, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. All this shit was labeled misinformation, disinformation, malinformation. And it's true. 
All of those things are true, yet the discussion of them is engaging in misinformation and therefore forbidden. Land of the free, right? Science only flourishes in an environment of free speech. Einstein said that. I didn't say that. Einstein said that. You want real science? You want to not live in the dark ages again? Then you need fervorous debate. You need a safe place to question everything where they're not going to take away your fucking license, your ability to earn a living by simply doing what we're supposed to do in science. Everything is on the table. You use the scientific method to remove possibilities once they're proven false. This has to be applied universally to every fucking topic, people. Please don't use the word science unless you're defending the absolute need for free speech and advocating of getting the politics out of the scientific conversation. A couple other points that may help you when discussing this topic with people who can't see the danger in here. What if Trump and the ultra MAGA party win in 2024, right? They retake the Senate and the House in the midterms, and then Trump comes out and starts classifying the previous misinformation as good information and like flips the script, right? Did, did the science change? No. I mean, the politics changed, and that's why you need to keep the parasites out of the science. You know why some smart people are saying we're back in the dark ages? It's because we are just believing things without any evidence. Most of us have devolved back into mystics who just believe what they are told without any proof or evidence or questioning of it. If you don't believe in anything, you can be convinced of everything. And if you believe in something, well, then you can't be convinced of anything without evidence. You don't want the thought police and you sure as hell don't want politics affecting science. So I'd like to thank everyone for listening today. Please, please do not believe in anything without evidence. Research both sides of whatever topic you're looking at. Hope everyone has a great day and we'll talk soon. Mm -hmm.